Welcome to the Investor Mail Woman of Action show. My guest today is Lindsay Gowan and she is such a wonderful person. I had the opportunity to meet her. What I love is that she's investing in a hot market. So yes, this can be done everywhere. Lindsay is an agent. She's an investor and a designer as well. And she's going to be sharing some great tips for you today. If you could please take a second, like, subscribe to my channel because it helps the algorithm and I can keep promoting women of action just like Lindsay. Now let's get started. Welcome, Lindsay, to the Women of Action show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Yes, now how do you pronounce your last name? Gowan. Gowan, awesome, yeah. fantastic. Now we've met in person a while back and uh, this is one of the nicest ladies I've ever met. You have great energy and I'm so happy to have you on my show today. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I am a real estate investor. I've been investing in real estate for the last three years now and um, loving every minute since then. I'm a realtor, um, a realtor in London, Ontario here. So I focus more on investors and I love that aspect of helping other people create wealth. Like the people starting in their career of real estate investing and just changing financial futures is why I kind of got into this industry and why I love it so much. That's fantastic. That's that's great that's great so you are you still doing both or still i know yet that that you're an agent as well and you also do some interior decorating as well on top of that i believe i don't know if you're still doing that um and are you still investing as well i do it all um all together and uh that's why i kind of went into it too is because it kind of all works together so my background's interior design and um, when i graduated i just didn't see that life for me like sitting at a desk all day it just wasn't in my cards i wanted to get out and actually um do things and um real estate was a great option so yes i'm still actively investing in real estate i actually just um, closed on a deal last hey, week and, yeah <laughs> So I am converting a single family home into a duplex, which is so fun. As you know, like there's a lot of design that goes into that. Yes. Um, so I get to design two units and nice. uh, create brand new units. So what I love is leveraging that design aspect of um, my background and then creating beautiful units for people to live in. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, is that your strategy all along? Has it always been your strategy? Do you take underperforming and, and kind of switch it? Or is this a completely new way of, of doing it this time around? Ish. So I kind of do that. Um, my like, and that's the big thing that I've taken from real estate is you have, you have to be able to pivot, um, depending on your situation. Uh, so when I first started, I bought a condo. I didn't know I was an investor at the time. I it was just to get out of my parents' house. And uh, then I went to, um, event and just got, I'm like, oh, okay. Like this seems like exactly what I've always wanted to do. I just didn't know how to do it. Uh, so that kind of put the pieces together. I sold that condo. Um, I bought a duplex, which I'm house hacking, uh, which I nice. love house hacking. So uh, renting out the other unit and I was previously renting another uh, bedroom in my unit. So house hacking to the max. Nice. And 
at the time I didn't have a lot of money. So when I started investing in real estate, I had about $8,000, like nothing uh, compared to where it has taken me just in that four and a half years. So when I started it, I went 5% down just to kind of get into the market and um, then leveraged it into a duplex. And then at the same time, I didn't have any money at that point. So I did a couple of joint ventures um, with my parents who understood the value of real estate. They just didn't want to be landlords they had gotten out of um, their rental properties because they were sick of plunging toilets and um, we kind of found a win-win situation where we could uh, joint venture and then I'm finally at the point where um, I've refinanced the first duplex that I bought um, I bought a pre-construction condo and um, and then now I'm doing this duplex conversion so again really pivoting that strategy because uh, the reason I went with the pre-construction is it was, it was a little more hands off and as a realtor it's a very busy lifestyle I'm trying to find other deals for uh, my clients as well so it just kind of fit hand in hand and then also being able to get a mortgage um, right into real estate it was a little bit more difficult but I did know that I wanted to leverage my money if I'm going to refinance a property um, I've got to keep that money working uh, so that was very important um, to switch up my strategies that's fantastic I love how you're saying that you're not afraid to pivot because often people think well I've been doing it this way I'm a house hacker or I solely own or I'm a joint venture or whatever way and there's so many great ways of investing and the thing is there's no right or wrong they all have their benefits and, and negatives of course what I love is that you're not afraid to pivot and that's something that Dave and I have done many times throughout our, our real estate careers because as you grow as an investor maybe you're just at a different stage or you're your why becomes different or your time becomes different and and I love that you're that you were able to realize that get a little uncomfortable pivot and get into something a little bit different as well definitely that's great now you made it a win-win with your parents and that's really important in, in investing whether you are using a joint venture partner where whether you're using private lenders and can you explain a little bit like how how did that work out with the and I know it's it's parents but regardless you still had to to make it a win-win without getting into too many details of course I don't want you to give personal information you don't want to give but what did it overall for somebody who's brand new saying okay I want to do a joint venture maybe it's with a stranger but they they want to be passive how do I even do this yeah no I think that that's so important to note that win-win situation that you're trying to create I think a lot of people go into um, real estate investing and they're just they're trying to be the only one that wins and they end up losing like they're just if I don't get this price and I, I try and take as much as I can from that seller um, there's usually a happy medium where you can offer something that is their pain point and helps them out um, but for the joint venture structures the way that we have done it is we do a 50 50 partnership so um basically i handle everything boots on the ground find the deal take care of the tenants uh, manage renovations um make sure everything is good that way and then uh, my parents are the financial partners and they hold the mortgage and they uh put the down payment down and then nice. it's a good balance because they don't want to do the work um and i didn't have the money so it was a great partnership that um, where both of us probably wouldn't have wanted to invest in real estate or been able to invest in real estate in my case. Um, and like it, we just created that win-win situation. 
That's fantastic. That's great. Now, you're an agent as well. How does that work? Because I get asked all the time, Mel, are you an agent, which I'm not. Do you find that difficult? Do you find that it benefits you? What's your situation with that? Because I can I can see that there's different sides of it and, and uh, we're going to be investing in the States and it's something that I'm considering for actually for the States to get and anyhow. So I want to see your perspective. You're an agent, you're an investor. Does it benefit you or does it become a bit of a conflict? Um, so yes, great question. Um, I don't know if it benefits my investing career, um, but it does uh, benefit just being able to help other people do it. I think that um, my my real estate coach always says, Lindsay, like you have to take some of these sometimes. So um, it, it, the pre-construction that I bought was in a different market, which is right. funny. So <laughs> I, it doesn't really give me the inside track on, um, but it does, it's the connections that I've made over time too. And then actually the duplex conversion that I'm doing right now, it was um, my client's property uh, that I had listed and the market had kind of dipped a little bit. It had turned just when Ontario opened up the buyers uh, kind of went down and inventory went up. So we had a little bit of a shift in the market, which has completely changed. Now I feel it heating right back up again. Um, but at the time they didn't get what they were looking for and they had already purchased another property. So we kind of walked them through, um, did you, do you want to see if we can hold this as a rental property, kind of do this, that they didn't have any interest in that. We walked through different strategies on relisting at a higher or lower price. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I've been looking for a secondary suite conversion for a while. I just haven't really taken any because um, I'm trying to look for my investors first. And we had actually put this out as a deal of the week um, and no one had jumped at it. So I'm like, at, at this point, I think it's fair for me to put my hat in the ring and just put my um, money where my mouth is. Cause I, the way that we marketed it too, it was a corner lot, parking was in the backyard. It had a separate entrance. It was definitely the perfect duplex conversion. So, um, I'm like, yep, yeah, no, I think that I'm gonna take this one and do it. And so, I mean, I guess I was in the right place at the right time. Yes. Uh, so it does kind of benefit me, but I am probably looking more so for my clients. Right, um, right. But I think it shows clients too um, that I'm invest. like it, a lot of people are like, well, it's such a hot market, you can't find deals. Um, but the fact that I'm actually investing in this market kind of gives maybe my investors a little Little bit more confidence okay and i love that because i get that i get that question every single day on one of my media platforms every day i live in a hot market can this be done and i always say yes of course it can be but you have to find the right deal and and it's bigger picture appreciation please give us your perspective you're an investor in a hot market what does that look like how are you still profiting from your transactions yeah. It has been a hot market since I started investing. I just started investing three years ago. So I remember when I was getting in and people, they always had that question. It's like, why are you investing? Like the market is gonna drop off tomorrow. Don't you know? Like it's just, it's all gonna crash. I mean, it's been three years and as you know, it's done nothing but go up. Um, but we do know that the market is cyclical. So there are going to be um, that influx. And I love to say it's like playing yo-yo on an escalator. So it's in that upward trajectory that we know. And um, my business strategy and my investing strategy isn't just dependent on the market. I have other strategies in place. Um, there's more ways that I make money than just the market going up. And it's a long-term strategy for me. That is 
the biggest thing that I've learned in real estate investing is it's not a get rich quick strategy. It's a get rich long term. And if you're in it for the long term, there's a lot of mistakes that you can make along the way and still come out okay if you have that long game in mind. Yeah, absolutely. You're bang on. The reality is with real estate, hot market, secondary market, wherever you're investing, there will be some ups and downs. That's the reality of real estate. But we all know one thing, if you stick with it long enough, it always ends up going in one direction. You can literally draw a line and it's, it's on the way up in the direction we want it to be, um, which is great. And, and the only thing is really to determine at what point, if you're going to sell, then you obviously want to sell when it's a hotter market. But for us, I, I mean, I'm an overall buy and hold investor. Are you as well, Lindsay? Um, I've got some different strategies, as you know, going on, but everything is that long term, especially when I was going into the joint ventures, because I have taken no money out of this since we've started. And we purchased in September 2018 for one of the fourplexes. And honestly, I put in a lot of work, but the big part of that was my parents put in a large investment. So, and they haven't taken anything out. So it's just that, that balance of, we know it's a long-term um, game and we're willing to put in the work or money until that kind of happens. Then already we're seeing um, it might be time to do a refinance as there, there's probably about 300,000 equity in that um, property since we bought it. Fantastic. And are you planning to take it out and reinvest it? Is that kind of the long-term plan as well? Yes, definitely. My friend Deanna that had said, it's when your properties have babies, I love that, like that whole idea of the refinance and redistribute. And um, that just quickly helps you to grow, especially in these hot markets. So in that 2017 to 2021, where we are now, it has been a hot market, but it's kind of ex like uh, expedited the growth that we probably would have had over 10 to 20 years now. And if you can leverage that and take advantage and then keep buying, um, so not being afraid of what if the market drops, but being able to leverage that money now, I think is so crucial. That's fantastic. That's great. That's great. I love that. Now, interior design, I want some tips because I'm not a designer. I don't claim to be any tips. If you were to give me two, three tips to things to look out for, what would they be? Yeah, so I love this topic. Um, I've kind of niched more into the budget friendly design just nice. with the rental properties and all of that. So my <laughs> tips um, when designing a rental property, you're going to want to pick durable finishes. Um, so tenants are going to be tougher and you just have to understand that they are going to damage something. So um, definitely luxury vinyl plank is a great option for flooring. Um, some ways that you can put no and sorry I'll put touches. I'll put you on pause here because I know sometimes yeah. I'm like I, when people see them okay I gotta google that now those are ones that you can e easily put down put up and if it yeah. gets wrecked you can replace the piece yes, yes there are some that are like that yes um, these ones yeah it's click or you can get the ones that are like suction even suction cuffed in um, nice. that you can just replace a piece out and out I think of. they're waterproof as well right they or what or resistance yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, nice. yes. Sorry, exactly. keep going. <laughs> and very scratch resistant too. So nice. when you get scratches on them, uh, you don't have to keep replacing. But um, yes, and then so another aspect is budget-friendly designer touches that you can put in. So I think that this is really important in one, attracting a higher quality tenant and getting a higher rent for the area that you're in. Um, so things like that include 
backsplash. So picking like a fun backsplash. Um, I don't think that you have to do high-end countertops. Like I'm all about laminate countertops just because you can switch them out. Design trends, they go in and out. Um, so it, they're easy to switch out and they're like a quarter of the price if that. You're gonna wanna pick like really fun handles. So not going for like just your builder basic, spending a little bit more on that. And then also picking um, a nice vanity. It doesn't have to be expensive, but if you pick one that's a little bit more designer, it looks like you've added a little bit more money into your design when it's really probably 50 to 100 bucks more, but worth it in the end. I love that. Those are great tips. Thanks. Thanks for sharing it. And I'm sure people will be able to see some of your uh, designs as well. And, and we'll get to that in a minute for on your social media. But let's first hit the woman of action questions here. So question number one, what advice would you give your younger self? Good question. Um, so I think that when I started investing in real estate, I felt like I had to have everything figured out. Um, so just going in and just knowing that I was gonna learn it all along the way, not thinking that I had to have everything figured out and done right away, that it is that long game mentality that you have time um, to really figure things out. So not putting so much stress on having it all figured out right away or the fact that I had to have so many doors um, right away as well. I love that, that's great, that's great. Question number two, what's your number one tip you would give to someone who wants to get started in real estate investing? Well, I think it has a lot to do with the title of your podcast, um, taking action. Like number one, like you can have all the great analysis, you can have all the great education, everything like that. But until you put your hat in the ring, until you start doing this and really taking that action every single day um, to one, maybe just even getting better educated, building your team, all of that is action. But doing those continual um, steps to get to where you wanna go is so important and you're not gonna get anywhere without taking action. And I love that. And I don't know if you come across that, but I know when I speak with, with people who want to get started and it seems that sometimes it's been three months or six months and I'll meet with them again and, and they haven't taken that action piece yet. So listening to podcasts is great. Reading books is great, but that action piece of actually taking action is, is, is a must, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where can people reach you? I know that we're friends on, on Instagram. If you want to let people know how they can contact you, that'd be great. Yeah, so Instagram is probably where I'm the most active. Um, at Lindsay Gowan is a great place to find me. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I know that you guys are really big on TikTok, but I haven't got into that trend yet. <laughs> yeah, we have, a, we have a little bit of fun on, on TikTok. We have way too much fun sometimes, but. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for taking well, time to be here. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being part of the show. I love all the tips that you gave us today, especially the decorating ones. And I love that you're showing women across the world that this can be done in any market. And if you want to watch other women of action, make sure to check out this next video. I'm Investor Mel and I'll see you there.